In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Well, this year, starting tonight on Ash Wednesday and continuing through our midweek Lenten services into Holy Week and into Easter, I would like to focus my preaching on the Lord's Prayer. The Lord's Prayer is so central to our worship. We use this prayer in every service. We use it in our meetings. We use it in various stages of life. Right, I hope that you use it in your daily prayer as well. Luther includes it in his small catechism with the Ten Commandments and the Apostles' Creed as one of the central things that every Christian ought to know. In fact, the Lord's Prayer was considered so sacred in the early centuries of the church that it was not even taught to converts until after they were baptized. It is considered sacred and intimate to both the individual Christian and to the church as a whole. Luther writes that it must be central to the Christian life because it's the prayer that we know for a fact God will hear. We can have full confidence that when we pray the Lord's Prayer with our hearts in it, that the Lord hears it and answers it because Jesus himself told us to pray it. He gave us the very words. So tonight, as we begin to look at the Lord's Prayer, we'll turn our focus to that opening address, Our Father who art in heaven. On Ash Wednesday of all days, I think it's appropriate to turn our focus to God as our Father. Ash Wednesday reminds us that our true hope is that God is our Father and that we are truly dependent on him for all things. As creatures, creatures who were formed from the soil of the earth, creatures who because of our sinfulness will return to that very soil, there's simply goodness in beginning our prayer by acknowledging who God is for us. God is our Father. And the importance of that fact is understood even in our prayer of the day that we began our service with, where we prayed, Almighty and ever-living God, you hate nothing you have made. God hates nothing he has made. He is truly a Father to us whom he has made. He does not hate us. He is not even indifferent to us. No, he actively wills good for us. He loves us. He wants us to live in the confidence to know that he will fully provide for us. Again, Luther says that God has given us the Lord's Prayer because God wants to attract us so that we can come to believe that he truly is our Father, so that we can ask boldly and with complete confidence, just as as loving children ask their loving Father for gifts. Addressing God as our Father is a statement of our complete dependence on him. Of course, we're all tempted to believe that we are independent, autonomous creatures, right? that we believe that we can take care of ourselves, we can pull ourselves up by our bootstraps, we can, like Frank Sinatra, do it our way because we know best. But Ash Wednesday reminds us that we're only going to go so far with this thinking. In the end, all of us, will return to the ground. You will die, and you have no control over that. In beginning to recognize that truth, that you're a mortal creature, you begin to recognize that you are truly dependent on God. There is much in your life and about your life that's entirely out of your control. Where do you turn when things then are out of your control? Well, we must turn to our Father. We must turn to him with the confidence that he loves us. And this is why God wants us to pray. 
Again, Luther writes, God wants you to lament, to express your needs and concerns, not because he is unaware of them, but so that you may kindle your heart to stronger and greater desires and open up your arms to receive many things. In other words, we cannot open ourselves up to God completely until we come to learn that we are dependent on him for all things. I've seen this play out in various stages with my own children, especially in that toddler preschool stage, right? They would all get in their mind that they were going to do something on their own, and no matter what, they were going to figure it out without any help at all, right? They were going to get dressed on their own, tie their own shoes. They're going to open a door by themselves, open up their snack by themselves, or whatever. And when they couldn't do it, what happened? Well, there were tears, there was frustration, there was throwing yourself on the floor and kicking your feet. Yet, if they had merely just been willing to receive a little help, they could have accomplished what they wanted. And this is true for us as well. We have to learn to rely on God for everything. And so that's what the ashes that we're going to receive on our forehead are all about. The ashes are supposed to be a reminder that you are to turn to God for all of your needs. You are a mortal creature. You control very little. And so instead, rely on God first. He is your Father who wants to give you every good thing. And of course, as we open up the Lord's Prayer, we not only pray to God our Father, we pray to our Father who is in heaven. Here, heaven's not supposed to be a geographic place in this prayer. We're not supposed to imagine that our prayers are going to a far-off Father who is seated in some far-off place called heaven. Heaven is a word that allows us to speak about God's nearness and his availability without pinning him down to a specific geographical location. In the Bible, the word heaven is used kind of to mean God's throne room. It's where God fully controls everything. But in using heaven, we recognize that it's a fact that God is everywhere. God is not located in an actual room or an actual throne. Wherever there is existence, wherever there is being, there is God. And so when we pray to God in heaven, we're being reminded that God is here. He's near. And being near, he's able to hear our prayers, to listen to them, and to answer them. He is never far from us. And that's ultimately the good news of Ash Wednesday. We can never go anywhere that God is not. Yes, we will return to the dust. We will die. We will be put in a grave. We will be returned to the earth in one way or another. But we will not be separated from our loving Father. And so in the Lord's Prayer, we get to address God precisely as Christ does, which is as Father. And so it's in Christ that we get to share this confidence of knowing that nothing will ever separate us from the love of God. Nothing in this world, nothing out of this world, not even death will separate us from God. For he is our loving Father. Amen.